0: Entrepreneur on Fire, 754. It is an educational process for you in terms of how to effectively communicate and delegate your needs to somebody who doesn't know you and doesn't have training in what you do. The most inspiring stories from today's
1: most successful entrepreneurs. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Selection, speed, and creativity are just a few of the benefits of having several designers work on your project. Start your next design project at 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Ari Mizell. Ari, are you prepared to ignite? <laughs> Love it. Been practicing that. (laughs) In 2006, Ari was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Ari decided he would do everything in his power to strengthen his body. Through a combination of yoga, nutrition, natural supplements, and rigorous exercise, he was able to fight back the symptoms of Crohn's until he was able to suspend his medication. Ari has since spoken at TED Talk about his struggle against a seemingly insurmountable opponent. Through the process of data collection, self-tracking, and analysis, Ari has developed less doing, a way of dealing with the daily stresses of life by optimizing, automating, and outsourcing all of his tasks in life, health, and business. So Ari, if we were hanging on a plane, and during the descent, I just looked to you and said, what do you do? What would your response be? (laughs)
0: On the plane. Um, I would probably say that I help the overwhelmed to become more effective.
1: Oh, wow. Well, that's a pretty quick descent. So thank you for sharing that. And give a little more about uh, what you have going on in life and yeah, personal life. Sure. Uh, my,
0: my my good buddy, uh, Clay Ebert, who uh, does crowdfunding stuff, and he he always said you have this like, six-word tagline, basically, about what you do. So <laughs> I think that's it's actually. important. <laughs> uh, so yeah, basically, I'm a productivity and wellness uh, coach, more or less. So I, I run a couple mastermind programs. I do public speaking. I have a podcast that is Only twice weekly, which I thought was a big deal until I I heard about you. (laughs) And um, I, I basically teach people how to be more effective by optimizing, automating and outsourcing everything in their lives, including their health.
1: Well, I can tell you what, Ari, is that Fire Nation is all ears now. There's nothing that we want to do more than just really be more efficient with our lives and find ways to do just that, leverage our knowledge, scale what we're doing, and kind of leave more time at the end of each day for us, for me time. And you know, for me, that's stand-up paddleboarding here in the Bay in San Diego. For you, Fire Nation, who you're listening, like when you picture me time, what do you picture? That's what happens when you start to automate. So, Ari, we're gonna dive into your journey. It's obviously a fascinating one, but before we do, we always start with a success quote and I'd love to hear how you apply this success quote to your life so take it away
0: absolutely uh, so mine actually comes from Robert Heinlein, who is one of the one yeah. of the fathers I think of modern Uh, science fiction and it's the uh, a human being should be able to change a diaper plan an invasion butcher a hog con a ship design a building write a sonnet balance accounts build a wall set a bone comfort the dying take orders give orders cooperate act alone solve equations analyze a new problem pitch manure program a computer cook a tasty meal fight efficiently die gallantly specialization is for insects
1: (laughs) and how do you apply this to your life
0: well, and you know, this is going to come full circle when you ask me about the book that I'd recommend. But basically, for me, my personal quote, like what I, what I define success as is that if I am better today in any way than I was yesterday, then I am being successful. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's this, this idea of constantly progressing, constantly trying to improve myself, try, always trying to be more optimal and better. And that, that, that it's almost that the pursuit of that itself is sort of what drives me. I want to be a better business person, a better husband, a better father, a better friend, everything that I can be every day.
1: And see, Ari, I love this focus on the progression. And there's a great quote by Earl Nightingale that I refer to every now and then, and that is both success and happiness is the gradual realization of a worthy ideal. It's not just hitting the jackpot, hitting the lottery, or getting to the finish line, you know, at 34 years old. It's gradually realizing. That means every single day, you're gradually realizing not just any ideal, but a worthy one. So Fire Nation... Really think about a worthy ideal that you want to realize and then start gradually realizing it every single day and just see what that does for your inner psyche. It's truly amazing. And, all right, what I want to do now is take the spotlight of this entire interview and turn it on to you because we're storytellers here at Entrepreneur on Fire. We love stories, Fire Nation. You know, we like to picture ourselves sitting around a campfire at night listening to your <laughs> words as you take us to a story of a moment in time when you failed, fell flat on your face, Ari. So take us to that story, share that with us, and let's just dive on in. Sure. Well, I, th- there's
0: sort of two failures and one, I think, that actually I can talk Perfect. about. Uh, so first, when I got out of college, I went to work uh, for a real estate development firm in Texas, and I was not I, I'm not built to work for other people. It doesn't mean that I'm I'm above it. It actually means I think I'm kind of below it. I may, I'm a very <laughs> I'm a very bad employee. Uh, so basically, I, I didn't last very long at that job, and I'm, I didn't get fired, fortunately. But I moved on, and basically, I went to visit a friend in upstate New York, and I I saw these old buildings from the 1880s that were these old cigar warehouses, and they were four dollars a square foot, which is ridiculously cheap. And I was 20 years old, and I I made an offer to buy them that day and basically decided I was going to build lofts in upstate New York and create this new loft district. And I didn't really know what I was doing, but I, the, the rule or the deal was that anybody who worked on the job had to teach me their trade. So I spent the next three years of my life doing and learning every construction trade imaginable. And it was the hardest thing I've ever done and also the most rewarding and amazing in, in many ways. But very shortly, I, I, I think by the time I was 23, I was in $3 million of debt. My health was horrible. I was smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. I was drinking every night pretty much and eating fast food a couple times a day. And the the project was not going where it was supposed to be going. And I also got very sick and ended up, in short order, getting diagnosed with Crohn's disease, which is, uh, as you mentioned in the intro, a chronic inflammatory condition that's considered to be incurable. So, I was basically financially, mentally, emotionally, physically just destroyed and got to a particularly low point in the hospital where I really just didn't think I was going to make it and came out of that through this whole journey that we're talking about and everything really turned around from there. My health, my business, my my life and I, I came to what I do now and I I have my family and my children and sort of one eighty is not enough to explain
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> so, one thing that I really personally take out of this, Ari, is that as just humans in general, and specifically as entrepreneurs, we have to be willing and to want to be an apprentice, and that is so critical in every way, shape, and form. I mean, here you are—you know, you own this property, you're leading the charge to turn it into lofts. You know, you could have just sat back as a supervisor and let people do their things, but you said no. I am going to develop these skill sets. I'm going to be an apprentice. I'm going to learn." And guess what, Ari? Those specific skills may not be something that you use day to day with your current life and your current business, but the lessons you learn from those skills are incredibly invaluable. Because for me, I look back with my journey, you know, being an officer in the U.S. Army, you know, I'm no no longer firing Sable rounds out of a tank. You know, I'm no longer, you know, charging a a fort at night, you know, trying to cordon it off. You know, I'm no longer shouting orders to soldiers. I'm no longer, you know, you know, in a, in a courtroom giving a brief, you know, when I was in law school, you know, I'm no longer doing real estate deals or corporate finance deals, but all of those things, I was an apprentice and I was able to take those skills. And so when people say, John, like you launched Entrepreneur Fire at 32, here you are at 34, it's so already a multi-million dollar a year business, like that's an overnight success. They don't look at those (laughs) 10 years of failures that I had, Ari, where I learned so much from that that I don't directly apply to Entrepreneur on Fire, but those lessons I learned are invaluable in building this business and running this business. Like, What do you have to say to that?
0: So I always loved building things. I'm mostly in tech. I had three companies when I was younger and I always was into technology and building and fixing. And I'd wanted to be a doctor at one point. Like I always just like to fix things. Uh, so, but I didn't actually know about construction. And I went to, you know, the number one business school in the world. I went to Wharton undergraduate and I have a a, a concentration in real estate, even though I got a C minus in real estate development. And none of that <laughs> teach, teaches you how to really do Real estate development, as far as I'm concerned, it teaches you how to run the numbers and how to maybe make some decisions. But what I learned from actually being on the job and getting my hands not just dirty, but burned and cut and frozen and all sorts of things is totally invaluable. And more importantly than that, when you're 20 years old and you're running a job and you have people working for you who Forget being older. Like, it's one thing to be 20 years old and to manage someone who's 60. It's another thing to manage somebody who's 60 who's been laying bricks every day for 40 years. And, you know, they don't take crap from anybody. So, the only way that I could even conceive of being able to manage that job and not get taken advantage of was to let them teach me something. Mm. So, by allowing them, not allowing them by by opening myself up to be to learn that stuff and to let them teach me there was a mutual respect that happened immediately and thankfully i had the most loyal construction crew i could possibly imagine imagine not only to my work but as personally as friends i mean it was just an incredible bond that happened and i learned the business i mean i really learned the business and so much so that there have been Times very, uh, like very fountainhead ish of me where I've actually had to go on to a job since then, and somebody was trying to tell me that they couldn't do a particular thing, and I had to take a tool out of their hands and actually do it.
1: (laughs) In Fire Nation, fountainhead ish is referring to Anne Rand's phenomenal book, which I happen to randomly be reading right now, Ari. Fountainhead, (laughs) yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, so that was my I've had a couple Rourke moments, yes, (laughs)
1: love those Rourke moments. So all right, this is like there's so many things that I want to pull out of this, but I know we we, we need to move on to the next kind of story that you have for us because that's a powerful one as well. But for you, Fire Nation, like just realize like when I decided to launch a podcast, and I hear so many people doing that now nowadays, they launch, and they say, okay, I'm so busy, I want to have a podcast, but okay, how can I just like talk into a microphone and then just outsource everything else? And you know, I get it because time is of the essence. But until you first can become an apprentice and become a master at a craft that you actually want to have success in like you're leaving a lot on the table and because you know I went all in with podcasting and I said I'm going to learn everything about podcasting there is to know Ari, that allowed me to just a year later launch Podcasters Paradise, which to date has done over $1.2 million in sales because now I can teach people how to create, how to grow, how to monetize their podcast because I've personally done it. If I was outsourcing from day one, I wouldn't have had those skills to create this community. So. You know, outsourcing and automating, these are all things we're working towards Fire Nation. But in my opinion, it's a process to get there. You need to master the lower levels to get to that automation process. And now, Ari, I'm Mr. Automation. I mean, I just send a file to my VA. He does everything how I taught him how to do it. But that is where the power lies. So... Ari, I want to move into another story because you have so many, and I just want you to now share with us, Fire Nation, an aha moment, a light bulb that went off for you, Ari Mizell, at some point in your journey. Tell us that light bulb moment, and then walk us through the steps that you took to turn that idea into success.
0: Sure. So I... Basically, overcame the my my illness through a process of self-tracking and self-experimentation. And part of what I was doing at the time was I actually was getting trained as an EMT. So I I decided that you know I I had wanted to be a doctor, but it it sort of didn't happen. Um, And I wanted to learn as much about the human body as possible. So I became a yoga instructor. I decided to get certified as an EMT, and I made a friend. While I was doing that, who was uh, an older guy who basically uh, he was an athlete and he sort of recommended it at some point. He's like, "You should really try triathlon. You'd probably really like it." And and I was still kind of sick. I was getting better, but I was like, "Yeah, you know what? That's a good goal." So I decided to train for the Mighty Montauk Olympic Distance Triathlon. And the Olympic Distance Triathlon is you know it's like a two to three hour to four hour event depending on how how much you want to get into it. But it's it's basically one of the shorter triathlons. So. And for those who don't know, that's you know, biking, swimming and running. And I was good on the bike. I was terrible swimming and I hated running. So uh, but you know, he, I was like, it, it's good, I like to have goals. So I started working on that, I started training towards that. And I did it. And we ran that race together, he and I, and I finished it in two hours and thirty-seven minutes or something, and it was great. And it was at the time it was like one of the hardest things I'd felt I'd ever done. And I still had some Crohn's symptoms, so my my gut did not particularly enjoy that experience and there were some issues there, but it was fine. I was sort of like good coasting along after that. And It was like moving along my way and I was doing good, but I wasn't doing great. And I was teaching a cardio class actually in the city at that point. My wife owned a yoga studio and I was teaching a cardio class and a friend of mine was taking the class and he brought a friend with him who had just completed or I'm sorry, was, was training for Ironman Puerto Rico. And, you know, we're talking about triathlon and he's like, you know, do you ever think about doing Ironman? And I was like, no, like literally I, I couldn't have been more like shocked. I was like, not a chance. Ew. That's, I, I was like, I, I think it's great that you're doing that, but I, I don't get it personally. And, I, you know, I, there's no way. Literally that night, my friend who had gotten me into the first triathlon emailed me and he was like, Ironman France next June, are you in? And I, I think it took me 30 seconds and I wrote back. I said, yes. Wow. <laughs> But that wasn't the aha moment. The aha moment was when I started training <laughs> and realized that it was going to basically take 25 hours of my life for the next you know, year, essentially. Every week. To, yeah. Oh, yeah, pretty much. So to do that, it was... Once I started to do that, that was kind of when I realized that, that like, I could just do anything if I put my mind to it. And then I really started to get into learning about efficiency and coming up with new ways to automate stuff and outsource things. When I spent four hours on the bike, because I trained through much of the winter, when I spent like four or five hours on my bike in my office in front of a computer screen, and I had gotten bored of watching... National Geographic uh, documentaries on North Korea, like I had to start thinking <laughs> of other stuff. And the, the aha moment sort of came there when I realized like that I could actually get through that training. So it was sort of a long moment, but that was the one.
1: So there's actually a principle that I want to talk about for a second here and see what your feedback is on this. And it's called Pareto's Principle, Ari. And that's basically oh, yeah. that 20% of your actions will actually result in 80% of your desired outcomes. So basically, you know, when I when I look at this, what I think is like, hey, like Fire Nation, like what is the 20% of things that you're doing every single day that's actually producing 80%, 80% of your desired outcomes? I'm constantly doing this, Ari, and I'm, then I'm even willing it down even more. I'm saying, okay, now I have that twenty percent. What's the twenty percent of that twenty percent? And continuing to whittling it down, so I am just now being able to focus on exactly what's producing the most desired results that I can possibly have within my business. And When you have to now all of a sudden go from not training 25 hours a week to training 25 hours a week, there's obviously a focus factor that comes in here where you have to cut other things out and you have to make sacrifices. And there's no more just like sitting on your couch eating popcorn, you know, watching a reality TV show. It's like it's business. So can you talk about that principle and how you actually um, look at it as far as within your business and within your teachings?
0: Sure, so it's actually really funny because the, the first of nine fundamentals of my system is called the eighty twenty rule. Oh, cool. And it's, it's not, I actually apply it in a very, very different way. For me, eighty twenty actually is more of a reminder to constantly be tracking everything I do because I believe that if you track things, you can improve them. And, yes. And it's so easy to track everything that we do Nowadays, But first of all, the 25 hours a week thing for Ironman, if I had done that, if I was doing Ironman now, I believe that I could do the training in eight hours a week because there's just, I think that there's more efficient ways to do it. And I also don't think that Ironman training is particularly healthy for your body, it's, which is why it's, it's so hard for me to imagine ever doing another one, which I'm not going to. <laughs> but uh it really does train you that when you're going through this process where you're just slugging along and five hours on a bike trainer in your office is pretty nightmarish, honestly. Like that's not, it's not hard physically per se. It's just mentally something you have to, you have to go to places that you you can't even imagine. And fortunately in my case, I was able to channel a lot of that towards business, but yes, you're right. It's that 20%. And for me, what I found most effective is that I am about creating and curating content. That's the best thing that I can possibly do for my business, for my life, for my mind, is to be always thinking of new ways to do things in a more optimal way. And people, sometimes when I teach them how to do this stuff, they're like, well, you know, is it worth spending all this time to maybe gain a few minutes here? And and on the one hand, it is for a number of reasons, one of which is that optimization, automation, outsourcing, it's a skill that you own. But, I also say that I try to be the experimental guinea pig so that they don't have to. And I love this stuff. So it makes me happy. It makes me a better person. It makes me pour more energy into my family. And that 20% for me is really about content creation and content curation and by the way i think it's also more of like a 95 5 ratio for me five percent of stuff is what you can do better than anybody else and you have that unique ability and 95 percent of the stuff that i do you do anybody does on a daily basis can be done by other people or other things
1: Exactly. That's why I love breaking that 20% down to another 20% to get to that like less than 5% of what really you should be focusing on. And Fire Nation, that's my challenge to you. If you're listening, start tracking things that you're doing over the next couple of weeks and see what that 20% of actual actions are that you're taking are providing most of your results and then start doubling and tripling down on that. And Ari, in just about 60 seconds, share with us your proudest entrepreneurial moment.
0: That's pretty easy, honestly. Uh, I spoke at the Forbes or at the Fortune Leadership Summit. So Vern Harnish, who runs Gazelles, had me come speak at this. And it was a really proud moment for a couple of reasons. One of which is what happened to make it happen and what happened because of it. So first of all, it happened because of my podcast. So, you know, just as you said and as you know, it's 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 really hard for people to just talk into a microphone for you know, an hour and then to do it week after week and never really know if people are monetized or if they're getting something from it. You know, because sometimes you can just be in this little bubble. And when I started podcasting three years ago, I was doing one episode like every six weeks, which doesn't really build an audience. But it took me some time to get the momentum. And and it, it's one of those things where you, you really are doing it almost for the love of it and for the honing the skill of it, but you just you don't know necessarily if there's going to be a return. So in this case, somebody actually heard about me on the podcast and then they recommended me to Vern and Vern got me to speak at this event. So that right away was an amazing amount of validation. And then when I got on stage and I'd done a lot of speaking before, but I got on stage in front of 600 really high level CEOs and I I believe in my content. I believe in what I teach. But you know, there's always when you get to a higher and higher level, you always think like somebody's <laughs> going to question it in a way like that doesn't make sense up the here.
1: Imposter syndrome.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's like it, it maybe this makes sense here, but it doesn't make sense up here or up there. But it it did, and they responded so well to it. And the result of that is that I ended up speaking at Joe Polish's Genius Network event, wow. which was one of the most incredible experiences I've ever had. And that was because I spoke at that event. And because of that, I've also got my mastermind coaching group. Now I stopped doing individual coaching and it really goes back to that kind of moment I stepped on stage at the Fortune Leadership Summit.
1: Wow. Powerful stuff, Ari. Thank you for sharing that. And Joe Polish, guys, if you're not already following him, amazing entrepreneur. It's actually how Ari and I got connected. Joe is just a great guy on every level, a true connector. And Ari, let's bring things to today. Let's talk about present times and just take a minute and share with Fire Nation the one thing that has you most fired up right now.
0: It really is the uh, my mastermind groups I started the the mastermind coaching group about four months ago and then I started a boot camp group, which is sort of an oh, wow. intermediate level one yeah so that's an eight week program that started literally last week and I'm going to run those every eight weeks and I'm planning my first three day big live event in New York City for May of next year so those three things really take a lot of my time and 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 my energy but in the best way possible that's what i'm I just love not only what i'm Seeing the results that people are getting, but also what I get out of it. Because what I found through the group coaching is that they provide so much value and information. I learn so much from the discussions that happen that I can just pour right back into it. It's just this, like, this. Uh, vortex of amazing productivity
1: fire nation it all starts with a mastermind and ari i love how that's your focus right now how that's your five percent and that's just so key and so critical and ari we're about to enter the lightning rounds but before we do let's take a minute to thank our sponsors if you're wondering how your small business can stand out in today's increasingly competitive marketplace i've got one word for you Branding. While building a brand may be easier and more affordable than you imagined, it still does require some time and money. So why is it worth the effort? Because it allows you to stand out. When customers have several choices, branding helps them make a decision. Your brand should highlight your unique virtues and let customers know what they can expect from your small business. In a business climate where the internet, social media, and technology create a lot of static, it's crucial to develop a clear brand voice to cut through all the noise. Building a brand is a really exciting process. So get pumped up about it. Whether you need a logo to launch your brand, a t-shirt to show it off, or a website to bring it all online, 99designs is a great place to build your brand. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. That's 99designs.com slash fire. Are you looking to grow your team, maximize your time, and start putting systems in place that will help you run your business most efficiently? I know firsthand that growing a team isn't easy, especially when everyone's seeking out the best candidates. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50 plus job sites, including Craigslist and social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. With an interface that's easy to use and that tracks all of your job posts and all of your candidates, you'll be growing your team in no time. Plus, it's easy to find your best candidates because ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight them for you. Try ZipRecruiter to find out why they've been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, try ZipRecruiter for free. You must go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Ari, welcome to the Lightning Rounds, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Absolutely. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
0: Well, what was, was definitely my Crohn's disease. There's no question. Which had been building in retrospect since I was 14. And the real heart of that, which is what less Doing is all about, is stress reduction. So And management, to be honest. So stress is what was holding me back. And now I've not only learned how to channel that effectively, but how to, to quell it when it's a, a bad force.
1: What is the best advice you've ever received? So this, act, my, my
0: father is an entrepreneur, a, a really great entrepreneur in his own right as an art dealer and an author and a real estate developer. And he, since I'm very young, he, I mean, he's told me many things and taught me many things about business. But one of the things that he's always said was that sometimes the bargain is owning it. And what that means is that when you're negotiating with somebody, you, know, you may not necessarily get to the price that exactly you want. And maybe you feel like the other person's getting a little bit more or, or, or whatnot. And this also works when you're trying to sell something to somebody. But sometimes the bargain is actually owning that thing that you
1: wanted to own. Own that thing. Share one of your personal habits, Ari, that you believe contributes to your success. I actually have a morning routine that I don't
0: get to do as often as I'd like because we have three small boys and sometimes (laughs) one of them ends up in our bed and it's hard to get up too early. But generally speaking, I'd like to be up at 4.30 in the morning and do this morning routine of a a little exercise, a little journaling, a little reading. Uh, But most importantly, I think the habit is waking up on my own terms And the thing is, what I mean by that is whether it's an alarm clock or a child crying or a dog wants to go to the bathroom, all of those things are waking you up on someone else's terms, even the alarm clock. So waking up on your own terms, I think just sets the day better because when you wake up to somebody else needing something from you, I feel like it's an immediate sort of cortisol spike and it just (laughs) makes it so it's very hard to get things done that day. So even if that means you have to get up a little earlier and you can do that with there's all sorts of alarms now that you can use that that track how you're sleeping and they'll wake you up at your most wakeful point. And that to me is pretty good. So if you can wake up before anybody else sometimes or without the stimulus of someone else, I think that that really sets you up for a good waking up on your own terms.
1: All right, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners?
0: Oh, absolutely. Followup.cc is my number one productivity tool that I recommend. And basically, it's a Automated email reminder service, and the way it works is: no matter where you are, whatever device you're on, you send an email, and you can BCC uh, three days at followup.cc or one week at followup.cc, and the email will come back to you at that point as a reminder, and will include a snooze functionality. So I use that as my de facto CRM for reminders following up with anything, and actually, I even use it to replace my to-do list.
1: <laughs> no, I love it. And whenever I get that big guest that says yes, but you know, just email them back in a month because that's when their schedule is going to be more light, you can use a tool like that, Fire Nation, to just you know remind you to, to email that month. It'll go right to the top of your inbox and then follow up in a week if they don't respond, which is so critical. It's, it's a great feature. And Ari, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be and Why?
0: Emergency by Neil Strauss, honestly, uh, because that book changed my life. And uh, Neil is, that book, rather, is my favorite book ever. And it's all about, it goes back to that success quote that I gave at the beginning. It's all about a person faced with a sort of insurmountable circumstance that he wasn't sure how to deal with. And his way of dealing with that was basically to become skilled and better at everything. He became a paramedic. He became a pilot, uh, learned hand-to-hand combat, survival, all this stuff because of a freakout that he had basically after 9-11. So I just thought it was an amazing book of transformation. And I ended up doing a lot of the things that he did in the book.
1: Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Ari, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter, taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? (laughs) I'd create a sales funnel probably.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, It's something that I've had to learn along the way and I've had some really great partners helping me with this. But essentially getting people to just enough information to learn your message that they're interested at least and then taking them through a process basically that can give them the product or the service that they need to help them grow that the way they want to grow. So I would probably use that money in the laptop to create some really killer sales pages because the content I have in me, and I can just give that wherever and whenever I need to. So really be about creating the, the I guess, avenue to get people to me.
1: And what's fun, Fire Nation, is that funnel never stops growing as far as there's always things you can do. There's always ways you can ex- increase the mouth of that funnel to just get it better, more optimized, more automated, exactly. exciting stuff. And Ari... Let's end today literally on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye.
0: Sure. Well, so the one thing is that I actually recommend that everybody try working with a virtual assistant at some point because you can do it for as little as $25 a month if you use something like Fancy Hands. And it is an educational process for you in terms of how to effectively communicate and delegate your needs to somebody who doesn't know you and doesn't have training in what you do, even if you have an actual assistant. Um, So to find out more about me, you can just go to lessdoing.com and you can find out about the book there and my mastermind coaching programs and my speaking and all the
1: upcoming events. Boom. Well, Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with and you have been hanging out with Ari and myself today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com, type Ari in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. And Ari, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation. Quotes on Fire is my latest creation. A seven-day-a-week podcast where I share a quote from history's greatest entrepreneurs and a killer resource. They are bite-sized episodes, two to four minutes each, and I would love if you checked it out in iTunes or at qofire.com. Prepare to ignite.